0: You're listening to the Application Insider Podcast. Welcome, Dietetics students. Here you will find all sorts of tips and guidance to help you navigate the Dietetic Internship application experience. I am your Dietetic Internship application guide, sharing insights to bridge the unnecessary gaps in this crucial step in your dietetics career. Together, we can get you all the information you need to create an application that will stand out in all the right ways. Hello there, and welcome to episode 20 of the Application Insider podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Vance, the founder, CEO, and dietetic internship application guide here at Application Insider. Before I jump into today's episode, I want you to know that As this episode airs, Early Bird Registration for the Personal Statement Workshop is open. You can still join the waitlist if you want in on this live, customized guidance to help you write your personal statement. When you join the waitlist, you will have access to that Early Bird Registration, which is 20% off, plus whether or not you even join the workshop. When you're on the waitlist, you will get an exclusive free preview that covers one of the DICA's questions. It's exactly the same as what's covered in the workshop, so you get that even if you never actually register for the workshop. When you're on the waitlist, you get that early bird registration option, you get the preview, and then when you join the workshop, we will be starting on January 4th. And then you can have a submission-ready personal statement by January 29th, which is more than two weeks before the spring 2021 deadline. Get on over to applicationinsider.co. There is a banner there that will take you directly to the workshop waitlist page. So you can add your name and get that preview today. There's also a link in the show notes if you just want to head there directly. So moving on to today's topic, it was actually submitted by an insider. So this is a reminder that if you have a question you would like answered or there is some application topic that you are looking for some insight on, you can send me a DM on Instagram at applicationinsider or you can just go to applicationinsider.co slash podcast and there's a form you can fill out to let me know what topic you want more info on. You can even send me an email at Nicole at applicationinsider.co if you want to share it that way. My whole goal of this podcast is that it covers topics and information that you are looking for, that you, dietetic students, need as you're working on your application, as you're preparing for your internship, whatever stage of that whole process you are in, whatever gap you have come to that needs a bridge over it. Let me know what you need and I will add it to the podcast topics. All right, so as I said, today's topic was submitted by an insider. This person's exact question is, I was wondering if you could cover the topic of how to present your volunteer, extracurricular activities, etc., in that portion of DICUS. So let's talk about this part of your DICUS application. First of all, what can you enter in this section of DICUS? The specific section I'm talking about is actually labeled officially in DICUS. It is the Awards, Experience, and Volunteer Activities section. I often refer to it also as the Work Volunteer Experience section, but really it actually covers a lot more than just your paid and your volunteer experience or positions that you've held. When you open this section in DICUS, you'll see there's a whole list of things you can add to your application. I'm just going to state them here in the list that shows up in DICUS so you can know what goes on in this section. I'm gonna number them, but they are not actually numbered or listed in any sort of rank order in DICUS. This is just for clarity on a podcast. So number one is honors and awards. Number two is sports and extracurricular activities, which NICUS defines as participation in clubs or organizations within the university or community. Number three is certifications. Number four is paid experience. Number five is volunteer experience. Six is experience for academic credit, which could be paid or unpaid. Seven is professional memberships and eight is professional conferences, symposiums, and workshops. So there's quite a variety there. It's okay if you don't have something to enter for every single one of these categories. On this episode, I'm just reviewing what you can include in this section. And it's totally fine if for any one of those categories you don't have anything, you can just leave it blank. Obviously there's a lot to cover and Anything that you do have that does fall in any of these categories, I highly recommend that you, indeed, add it to your application. So let's briefly talk about what you include in DICUS for all these types of things. What do you actually enter into your application for any one of these categories? First tip, when you get into DICUS, make sure you read all the instructions and the examples provided so you don't miss anything important. I'm covering as much as I know, but there's always something that might come up that is only covered in the instructions, so make sure you use that as your primary reference for filling out this section. I'm going to start with the smaller sized entries, and then I will talk more about the experience entries, the paid volunteer and academic credit entries, because they actually ask for a little bit more information. So starting with the smaller entries, honors and awards. If you have anything to add in this category, you will include the organization or the award name, give a brief description of the honor, and the date that you received it. For example, this is where you would put something like being on the Dean's list at your college or university. In the sports and extracurricular activities category, you would include the type of sport or activity that you were involved in, give a brief description of it, and the dates that you were participating. There's also an option to include the number of hours, if that is applicable to the activity. An example that you could include here would be some type of sport or club that you were part of, whether within your school or something in your community. Some things I've seen here, you know, intramural sports I've seen there, um, being parts of community clubs or community efforts that are not listed separately as volunteer experience, but something that you've been involved in in your community. Certifications is where you'll list any type of certification from any organization, credentials that you've obtained even before you are obviously working on your RD credential. So when you're entering this type of category, you include the certification type, the organization that grants it, and the date it was received. A common question I see for this type of entry is whether or not you can abbreviate the organization name because that box actually has a 25 character limit. And the answer is yes. You can use the organization's acronym or shorten any one of the words to make sure that it fits. Maybe just make sure you shorten it appropriately. There are different ways to shorten, for example, the word association. Consider what abbreviation you want to show up on your actual DICAS application. For the professional memberships category, you will include the organization name, give a brief description of how you've been involved, and include the dates of your membership. An example for this would be if you've been a student member in the academy. For involvement, maybe you read the journal each month, or you use resources they have online, or you're part of a DPG. For the professional conferences, symposiums, and workshop category, this is where you can list the name of any conference or meeting that you've attended, how you were involved, and the dates of the conference or the meeting. For example, if you went to the annual meeting of your local a and affiliate, you would list that you attended that one or two day conference, and you could list the names of the sessions you listened to or participated in. Obviously, levels of participation will vary, but you can just state in there that you've been attending conferences. Things like this just show that you've been involved in things that are available to you, And like I said, if any of these categories you don't have anything to list, that's okay. Just leave a blank and add entries where they are applicable. All right, moving on to the work, volunteer, and academic credit experience categories. Your entries for these experiences actually require a bit more information, just because they're usually a little bit more involved. The info to include is the same, whether it's work, volunteer, or academic credit and you label it as whichever of those it is. You'll see when you get to the section of DICUS that for these experience options, there's plenty of space to add detail about what you did in each position, so don't be afraid to use it. The large text box in these areas is set for a limit of 1,500 characters, so you've got plenty of room to describe, provide information, and share details. This section does ask for a lot of info about each position you've ever had. Lucky for you. The application prep workbook can help you keep track of everything before you even open DICUS and begin working on this section. There's a chapter for every application section in the workbook. And this section in particular, that is about the experience, helps you stay ahead of the game by just giving you all the details you need about the type of information you will be asked for. So you can gather it all, organize it, put it together with whichever position or role that it is related to, and have that all together, organized, accessible when you sit down to start entering it into Dykus. You don't have to worry about getting halfway through entering, realize that you're missing something that you need, and then have to put things on pause until you get those details you need. So there is a link to the application prep workbook in the show notes. And when you purchase it, it's actually an immediate download, so you don't even have to wait to start using it. So consider getting your workbook today. When you do get into that section of DICUS, you'll see that you need to include your employer or the company that you are with, your position title, and information about your immediate supervisor, such as you know their name, their contact information, A question I commonly see here is, you know, this is the supervisor I had, but that I know that person doesn't work there now. Whatever the situation might be, just put the best information you have for the time that you are in each of these positions. Then you'll see that larger text box that I mentioned where you can describe your key responsibilities in this role, and this is where you really do have a lot of flexibility to share information with those who will be reviewing your application. You can even add more information here than is included on your resume. You can give an explanation for anyone reading your application to fully understand what you did, when you did it, how you did it, and what you learned. A big question I see when people get to this section is, do I use bullet points or do I use sentences? Honestly, it doesn't really matter. The more important elements to be concerned about are that you are fully describing each position and that whichever format you choose, you are consistent with each entry. I've seen bullet lists. I've seen sentences and paragraphs. I've even seen many applications that might their entry might start with a short paragraph that includes some information about the position and then goes into a bullet point list of their responsibilities for that role. So pick one or the other or mix it up. Just pick a style and use it for each entry that you add to your application. But what do you need to write about? What actually are you talking about in that text box? You're going to write about the responsibilities you had, the tasks you accomplished, the skills you learned and gained. You want to put the most focus on the dietetics related skills or the professional transferable skills that you bring with you to your internship. This is a way you can highlight anything from a prior career or from any of those jobs or positions you've held that aren't specifically working with food or nutrition, but helped you learn things that you're going to use as an intern and as a dietitian. Another thing to keep in mind is to make sure that you describe what you did. This section is not about what the company did, and it's not about what your team did. It's about what you did. Also, don't state your responsibilities in this role simply as things you were responsible for, because that doesn't mean you actually did them. State them as things that you did or things that you accomplished. For example, I was responsible for making healthy snacks for students. That doesn't mean you actually did it. So change it to, I made healthy snacks for the students. You also want to be specific when you're providing details and wherever possible, quantify. Add some details, add some numbers. So using my previous example, it can be even more specific by saying, I made a daily healthy snack for the preschool students. We added daily, we added preschool. And you can make it even more specific and quantified by saying, I made a daily healthy snack for 15 to 20 preschool students. So that's how you can add some detail to help the reader really clearly understand what you did in that role. After you have described your key responsibilities, you'll put in the start and end dates for that role, and then you'll break it down into several other numbers. You'll have to include the number of weeks you worked there or you had that position, the number of hours per week you worked, and the total hours you worked in that position. Some people might stress about getting these numbers exactly, perfectly right. Or they might wonder, well, during the semester when I was in classes, I worked this many hours, and then during the summer when I was off classes or during breaks between semesters, I worked that number of hours. So which do I put? And that is where you can put the best possible number in that section, in that number box it asks for, and then you can add a further description or explanation in the key responsibilities section. So you can mention, during the semester, I worked 10 hours a week. When I was on breaks or during the summer, I was bumped up to 30 hours a week. Because when directors are looking at those numbers for number of weeks in the position, total number of hours, they're gonna make sure it makes sense. And one way you can help them see why you put the numbers that you did is to add that explanation if that will help them understand. In the end, DICUS will add up all the numbers that you have entered in the total hours at this experience field for each position and it will calculate the total hours for each type of entry. So there will be a total number of paid hours, a total number of volunteer hours, a total number of academic credit hours, and then a combination of all of, those, all of those three. So an overall experience hours total. Stepping back and looking at this awards, experience, and volunteer activities section all together, you're putting a lot of information here. Any awards or certifications you've gotten, every position you've ever held, every conference you've been to, all of that you want to make sure you've done it correctly. So it doesn't hurt to get a second set of eyes just to make sure you've got it all down and that it makes sense. So why not use a second set of eyes that has been looking at applications for years? You and I can work together on the experience section of your DICUS application and we'll throw your resume into the mix when you get the resume and experience review. When you get this We will chat about what needs to go into those sections, and then I will look thoroughly through all of these details, everything you've entered into DICUS, everything you've got on your resume, and then I'll share suggestions, insights, and my DI director's perspective to help you know how you can make it the most clear and how you can feel the most confident as you're hitting the submit button. There is a link to the resume and experience section in the show notes, so you can start working with me and have a DI director in your corner. I've actually been doing resume reviews this week, and every resume I have reviewed, they start off pretty strong. And there are always a few things or more things, depending on which level everyone is at, that can make them even stronger, whether that's adding some quantifiable details, making sure things are really clear, updating the formatting so it shows consistency and careful attention to detail. All of those things are what directors are going to be looking for and evaluating when they review your application. So getting a director to look at it before you submit it to the directors who are making their match lists can be really, really helpful. So check out the show notes for a link to that resume and experience review. Alright, your action step for this episode is to open up DICUS, get into this awards and experience section, and step number one, read the instructions. Start thinking about what you might enter into each of the categories. Get the application prep workbook to keep track of all the details you need to add so you have it all there with you when you get ready to enter it into DICUS. Or at the very least, make your own list of the awards, certifications, conferences, memberships, all of the work, volunteer, and academic credit positions you've held so that you're prepared to enter them all into DICUS and you don't forget anything that could have been counted if directors had seen it. And with this insider insight, your application is sure to stand out. Thank you for listening. More details about this episode, including the full show notes, useful links, and a detailed summary are at applicationinsider.co podcast. You can find more application tips and guidance at applicationinsider.co or follow along on Instagram at applicationinsider. Please rate and review the Application Insider podcast to help other dietetic students find it. Be sure to subscribe to catch every episode.